Hi guys, Tomo Lovrick and Sean Quigley here from What's Going On Here, the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Player FM, Pod Directory, and Blueberry. So tune in and have some fun. to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tomo Lobrick and I'm here, as always, accompanied by the man, the myth, the legend, the Tower of Power, the Lord Marshal, the uh, Lord Chancellor, uh-huh. if you will, of acting and dancing and jousting. <laughs> uh-huh. That's the official title. That's the official title. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Sean Quigley, also known as the Quig, as he's known in Riveter's Circle. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm not too bad. Mm-hmm. We're on location. We are on location exotic. in the city. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. So that's it's, it's a bit noisy, but this is episode 65. I think actually the location is appropriate because uh-huh. what we started doing was to pay back our international fans, and we did Argentina, and we did an Argentinian show, and then we did Spain, and we did a Spanish show. Today we're honoring the UK because they're the third most listens that we get after the US. Yeah. So it's the US, Argentina, Spain, UK. So we're honoring our UK listeners and appropriately enough we're in a pub in yeah. New York City. Drinking an Icelandic beer. Drinking an Icelandic beer in an Icelandic pub. Yeah. Well, Iceland is like a very popular tourist destination for the British, well, isn't it? Iceland is an incredibly popular supermarket in England. Is it? Iceland, yeah. Really? Yeah. Never heard of it. Oh, it's great. Is it? Yeah. Is it like the Whole Foods of Essex? Everything's frozen. Is it really? Yeah. (laughs) It's super cheap. Super cheap. Super good. Super frozen. It is the British Whole Foods. You get, I mean, if, you know, you're hosting a party. Right. And it's, you know, it's it's a fancy party. Uh Uh-huh. And maybe you want, you know, you want a hundred piece sharing platter, Indian sharing platter with like 20 samosas, you know, 30 onion bhajis, okay. etc. Then you go to Iceland and you pick up a six pound frozen 100 piece Indian platter. <laughs> nice. That's the thing. Well, you want a frozen donut kebab set for like a pound. It's cheap, it's cheerful, it's British as British comes. Okay. Iceland. Okay. So what you're saying is we, we have the perfect location and the perfect beer. I guess so, yeah. Okay, very good people. All right, so for those of you that don't know, um, what we do is watch a middle 20 minutes of a, uh, a TV show or movie. Um, if it's foreign language, we don't we turn off any subtitles or dub overs, so we listen in the native tongue. If it's English language, we'll either switch it to a foreign language or we won't have the volume up like we did today because we couldn't hear as you probably can hear we can barely hear ourselves in this pub and then we try to figure out what's going on uh-huh. and at the same time we try to uh, 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 well we try to figure out what's going on and at the same time we review a drink of 
any kind. We expanded. We used to do beers mostly and ciders, yeah. but we've got into cocktails and wine, etc. So today our beer is Einstock Pale Ale, uh, which is an Icelandic pale ale. Very nice, I have to say, as we started drinking. But we'll, we'll take an honorary sip for the listeners. Yes. Let's, let's, let's take a sip and see what we have to think, say about it. This is, this is a very nice summary beer, I think. It is. It's 5.6%. Uh, uh, the IBUs are not available. But it's basically, I mean, for pale ale, it's very lagerish. Uh -huh. And not particularly pale. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. Yeah, it looks like, it a, looks like a lager. Yeah, it looks like a lager. You know? Yeah. But it's very nice, full of flavor, easy to drink. I mean, we're working on number two at this point. Yeah. So... They do serve a British beer here, I only just noticed that. Uh, do they? Yeah. You want to do an honorary British one as well? We could do, mate. Which one do they have? Uh, Young's Double Chocolate Stout from the United Kingdom. Oh, cheers. cheers. Nitro. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll go for that one. So, hey. ladies and gentlemen, you're being treated. You're getting a double beer wow, evaluation yeah. today. Yeah. So, the brewery, the Einstein Brewery, is out of Akureyri, Iceland. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And the TV show we decided to watch is Cockneys vs. Zombies. Yeah. Was a movie. It was a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The movie. Yes. And um, this is a British movie that... How did you hear about it? Oh, it came out. I was still in England. It's, it's kind of old now. It's probably about ten years old. Okay. At this point. Okay. I remember when it came out. It was the guy who's one of the main guys in it. Uh -huh. Who's the actor? I think his name's Alan Young. I think he played Bricktop in uh, Snap. People are celebrating. Someone just came in and they're very happy about it. Very happy about it. Yes. Really great. <laughs> uh, he played Bricktop in Snatch. Yeah. Big Cockney fella. Yeah. And I believe he was on all of the TV shows talking about it. Yeah. That's yeah. how I heard about it. Yes, he was the most famous person in there. Yeah. By far. So very um, descriptive title. Yeah. It's pretty much Cockneys versus Zombies. Yeah. And I suppose we should just get right into it. Yeah. I guess. So we start at minute. 34 because the movie is an hour and 28 minutes long so 88 minutes in the middle is 44 we start 34 to 54 so right off the bat there's a bunch of people milling about um, and apparently there's a dead mom and there's a baby in a cart and the guy picks the baby out of a cart and they're all milling about they have guns and such they're nervous obviously and they're kind of in an industrial area closed off yeah. They're behind fences and stuff, like a big warehouse or something. And um, the, everyone's like, oh, the baby saved, the baby survived. And the guy is like, oh, he's holding the baby at arm length. And the baby, like, all of a sudden hisses at him, very much zombie-like, and tries to scratch his face. So he proceeds to literally, literally dropkick the baby <laughs> like he was punting a football or a rugby. <laughs> and literally, like launched the baby like a hundred feet away it was it was and we just both exclaimed out loud and started clapping this is a great start great stuff great start for this movie so then they all go inside the warehouse and there's two parties there is a lady a woman a younger woman like kind of dressed up almost like half biker chick half i'm going to the pub with my friends 
There's a guy dressed with like what looked like a porter's hat, a young fellow, and I kept on saying he I know him from somewhere, but I don't know where. Yeah. The other guy you said, uh, the most famous one there. Uh, I th well, actually, I don't think he is here. No, you I don't? think he's someone else. Okay. He looked like an actor I know, but I don't think it was him. Okay. So then, basically a bunch of unknown actors that we don't know. And two, they have two people basically tied up that I'm guessing they're suspecting are have been bitten and are zombies. Yeah. And it's a dude in a business suit and a girl dressed business casual, I guess is the best way to, to describe it. She's blonde, he's, he's brunette, and they're all kind of discussing what's going to go on with these two people that they have, sort of kind of like they're prisoners. They're tied up in office chairs. So the two, the, the uh, leather slash going out to the pub girl and the kid with the porter's hat decide to go out and I guess check out the situation around this industrial park where they're all, I guess cornered for lack of a better term because that's kind of what it looked like they're cornered and they go out to a van and they check out a van and inside they're discussing what to do I guess with with the two tied up people in the meantime the scene changes and we go across a bunch of basically old people retirees and it's what's his face from snatch bricktop and a bunch of other like I think was it two older guys I think two guys and then two women, that's right, one guy, he was in a wheelchair, or three women, and they're closed off in some place, and I don't know what it is, some generic uh, single-story office doctor's thing. I think it was some kind of old people's home or something. Or like something that. like that, yeah. And then they're discussing, and obviously very word looks, what's, what's going to happen to them. Back to the warehouse, um, the guy who drop-kicked the baby... I guess is arguing with a couple other guys while they're watching the two business dressed people and he decides he's going to take them outside I guess because uh, uh, we, do, we don't realize what's going on initially we, we're thinking he's taking them to the bathroom because yeah. taking them downstairs out to the loading dock and they're about to go out to the loading dock and they have those uh, uh, strips of thick plastic to kind of keep the air conditioning from going out, but you can easily go in and out of it. And they're about to go out, but first the guy says, he has a shotgun, mind you, like a pump action 12-gauge shotgun. And he says, uh, I'm gonna check it out first, don't you try to sneak away. And he opens up the thing and there's a zombie there, and the zombie knocks the gun out of his hand, and they struggle, and he decides, and he just grabs the zombie by the head, and twist the neck around. Yeah. And the two of them are like, ah, ew, grossed out, the, the, the two quote-unquote prisoners. And then the zombie just keeps on trying to grab him with the face on backwards, and then he grabs the head again and twists it back around, and it crunches again. And they're still like, ew, ew, zombie, whatever. And then the dude decides, and he starts, and he tears the head off. Mind you, this dude is, now he's fairly muscular and fit. But he's like, by my reckoning, he's about six feet tall and 185. Yeah. Not, not like, not like the Rock by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Like you see the guy, if you were squared up against this guy in the pub, you're like, all right, this is going to be a, a tussle. Yeah. But I'm going for it. He is not somebody that walks up to you and you're like, well, I'm going to back down because this guy's so huge. Yeah. I don't want to fuck with him. Yeah. 
and he just tears the head right off. And I'm like, and, and, and this is what we start talking. This is why this, I, I, I've never been a huge fan of the zombie films. The physics of it all bothers me. Like, I'm all very much willing to suspend disbelief. You know, Star Wars, the lightsaber, all of that. That's all these physical impossibilities. I get it. But you have these things in place where you say, this happens, therefore that follows. I get it. But in zombie films, it's always the same thing. Zombies, they just want to eat human flesh. Great. Where's the energy coming from? They still have to be able to move. Oh, and even in The Walking Dead, they're like, oh, the bacteria run the body. Okay, but the bacteria still need energy to run the body. So it's got to come from somewhere. Oh, they consume the flesh. Okay. Then they run out of flesh. What then? Technically, they should all just drop dead and die. Oh, they go into a dormant stage. Okay, you know, that's like World War Z with Brad Pitt. I didn't even bother with it because they were running like the Flash. It was like, what? No. Sorry. They burned themselves out. It was like, establish your world of physics. At least give me something to say, well, these bacteria are coming from another dimension and they're drawing energy from it. Okay. All right. I, now, now... I have something the, that I can... The cloud. They're running off the cloud. They're running off the cloud. And that's what we all need to watch out for. <laughs> right. And then if you've known anyone that's died since the cloud came out. But, but if they did... Take a look. <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely right. They're running off the cloud. This is, this is, I guess, the the uh, accepted criteria. Mark Zuckerberg with a Z. You're being very UK today. <laughs> I'm so proud. I watched the zoo with his head the other day. <laughs> so, so then they go back to talking the, about Zed, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tangent. Yeah. See, Rip Torn died. Yes. Yeah. I saw that. Very sad. Very sad. I love Rip Torn. Rip Torn is hilarious, and apparently, as crazy in real life as he was on screen. If you're not a ranch, you're not a ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched, uh, have you ever watched any of Jerry Seinfeld's uh, Comedians in Cars drinking yeah, coffee? Yeah, yeah. It's very good. And he, he, I think he did Alec Baldwin twice in one of the episodes. Alec Baldwin was talking about when Rip Torn was on 30 Rock. And he was saying something like, um, some situation came up and Rip Torn said, like, yeah, and I was sitting there drinking. And this guy came up to me and gave me lip. And I was like, what, buddy? And he said something else. And I decided to listen up with him. I went outside and I knocked the shit out of him and then I went home. And he was like, wow, when was this? He was like, last Tuesday. <laughs> he was just like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, Rip Torn was 75 or something like that. It's like, last Tuesday? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, Rip Torn was just absolutely crazy. So anyway, Zed is dead. Yep. Another reference. Uh, 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 Pulp Fiction. Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes. May he rest in peace. What was his name? Patches O. Patches O. Shalahan or Hulahan? Something like that. I was the thing I remember most fondly from is Freddy Got Fingered, which I was a huge fan of, and it was voted like the worst movie. It was the worst movie. But I, again, I was the perfect age when I came. Okay, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved Tom Green because I was like. 10, 11, oh, Tom okay, was yeah, at his yeah. height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh my god, this man, he's like a fully grown 11 year old boy. <laughs> and he's just messing with his parents. Yeah. He's just doing crazy things. Yeah. 
I thought he was amazing, and I, I watched Freddy Got Fingered when I was about 11. Uh-huh. Like, I loved it. I mean, I just loved it. It was so amazing. Now, I've seen it more recently, and I'm like, okay, I can see how perhaps this isn't the masterpiece I thought it was. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But Rip Torn does a good job in there. He's just, you know, he plays his dad, and he's just like... Rip Torn is great in everything he did. I love that somebody posted, like, post your favorite thing that Rip Torn was in. Somebody had already put, um... Uh, 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 um, Dodgeball. Yeah, yeah. And so I said, actually, the Larry Sanders show. Oh, yeah. Because he was the producer on the Larry Sanders show. I love Larry Sanders. Show. It was great. That was a hilarious show. It's almost the best thing everyone's been in that was in that. Almost. Yeah. It's the best, you know, it's the best thing that. Uh, Gary Shandling was in for sure. Definitely. You could argue it's Jeffrey Tambor's one of his best days. Like, he's so uh, good. Oh, that's a close he's one. He's in a lot. He's in he a lot. He was so good in that. He was. Hey now. Yes. That. Dreaming Garofalo. There's I, a lot of people at the beginning of their careers. I love David Duchovny as a guest star because he had this whole like he was sexually attracted to Larry Sanders but he wasn't gay and every time he came out he'd like be very tender with him and cup his cheek and everything and Gary Chandler would be all freaked out like what the hell is he doing why is he doing this I love that show that's and then Rip- John Apatow got his stuff John Apatow was a writer on that show oh okay he, he brought him on board uh, Gary Chandler brought him on board and that was his beginning which is why if you go back and look at now a lot of younger people would like it, not on the wine, it's because the Judd Apatow humor yeah. comes so much from that because that was his start, yeah. his first in growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then we go back to the old folks' home, and the old people are worried about somebody, and one of the guys looks out the window, uh, 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 what's his face? Oh, Bricktop. Bricktop looks out the window, and um, they look out to see one of the old women just dozing in a lawn chair with a walker next to her in the yard, chilling. And Bricktop tries to warn her, and he's yelling out the window that there's zombies behind her. And you literally see a zombie behind her, like, chewing on half a forearm. And she wakes up, and he's yelling at her to get the hell out of there. And she stands up, and the zombie starts going after her, and she gets in her walker, and it's this incredibly slow foot chase where she's in a walker and the zombie's going no faster than she is literally like maybe it's smidgen because they're worried about her and they keep doing the camera angles like it's a spider-man movie where they're doing a full 360 view of the chase and everything and bricktop decides he's had enough he gets the old man that's with them out of his wheelchair Runs outside, all the old people run outside, start hammering with hammers and giant whisks, and I don't know what else they had at the zombies. And um, and he runs over to the old lady, he tosses her in the wheelchair, and pushes her back to safety. Now we go back to the warehouse and the young people, the cockneys, etc. So the guy with the shotgun took the two outside. And what she realizes, he didn't take him to the bathroom. He just took him outside and tied him to like an I-beam. Yeah. And um, I guess they were worried that they were going to change. And he sits down and he's like, I'm tired. And dozes off. And the two people that are tied up are chatting. The other people that are inside are chatting amongst themselves. 
go back out to the dock, the, the, the loading dock, and all of a sudden, the dude with the shotgun starts waking up, and alas, he's the zombie. Whether the blood from ripping off the head squirted into his mouth or whatever, but he's now a zombie. And he starts going for the two, for the two people that are tied up. And they kind of tuck around the I-beams. They're each tied to a separate I-beam <clears throat> and go to the other side. And of course, conveniently enough, the zombie reaches in between the I-beams and he can't get a hold of either of them. The, the young people hear all the commotion going on. Thank you. Oh, look at that. Oh, it's nitro. Look at that. Nice. We have a... Oh, you know what? I need to take a proper picture. Hold on. Of the Einstock. What's left of it. This is pretty local to me. This uh, beer from where I'm from. This is a Young's Brewery, which is based in uh, Suffolk, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Is, I used to work in a pub in, in England that was a Young's pub. Okay. The beer was from Young's. Very near from where I'm from. Well, so this is like a hometown beer. Yeah. Have you had this? No, I've not had this. Oh, okay. But I've had Young's before, but it's more just ale. Like they do ale. I've never had a style like this before. Okay. Yeah. But when I used to drink Young's, it was before the craft beer movement. So okay. it was more old-fashioned beer. So I've never been a fan of Young's. Right, right, cheap. right. Like you'd be like two pounds for a pint. Right, 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 right. Okay. Well, finish, finish your ale and then we'll take a swig of this and see what this is like. Well, this is 5.2% ABV with a 25 IBU. But anyway, um, so yeah, so, so um, the young people hear the screaming and they run out onto the loading dock. Now, let's, let's taste our young chocolate stout. You're done with the pale ale. Let's not delay it any further. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, UK listeners. That's nice. That is good. That is very nice. It's a lot more flavorful than uh, a lot of these chocolate stouts are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot lighter. It's very light. Yeah. Very much so. Well, I mean, it's 5.2, so it's not crazy. But, yeah. That's typical for a British ale, like... It, it doesn't surprise me this is a Young's, like, because it's made, those sorts of beer in England, the Young's, the Ales, they're made for, you know, people would drink six or seven of these. So right, right, right. They're not made right. for, like, the beer over here where people want a seven, eight percent, you know. Right, right, right. I mean, this is, this is high for a, a Young. The average... I think Young's, the standard Young's ale that's just called Young's, uh -huh. I think it's like 3.5. Oh, it's a really light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is nice. This is very nice. I have to say, though, not particularly chocolatey. No, I think I taste it. It tastes quite sweet to me. Well, I mean, I can taste it, but... It's a smoky stuff. It is smoky, but it's a double chocolate stout. Is the double for the chocolate or the double for the stout? Because it's neither. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Because it's not double stout. It's five point two percent, and and I don't think it's a double choc double chocolate. This almost tastes like you took a stout and you dropped an after eight mints in it. Yeah, Except it w w minus the mint, yeah, like yeah, the dark yeah. chocolate. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. That's what it tastes like to me. Yeah. 
I mean, it's there, but it's not. I mean, we've had some oh, yeah. like chocolate peanut butter ones that is just like it tastes like you're drinking a freaking cooking candy bar, you know. But this is nice. This is not bad. This is not bad. Yeah. So. All right. So back to our zombies. Yeah. So. All the people come out to the loading dock, they see the guy with the shotgun um, is attacking the two people, and obviously he turned into a zombie. They tackle him, they shoot him, they start shooting him in the head. All the bullets are ricocheting everywhere, because apparently he has a plate in his head. And somehow, from somewhere, where I don't know, if it was the US, I'd understand it more, but it's the UK. And the dude pulls out a hand grenade, and shoves it in his mouth and pulls the pin. And then he blows up. The dude goes diving with bad CGI effects. And I'm sitting there going, what the hell is going on? So that guy blows up. They come back into the warehouse. The one guy who's still in the warehouse says something. And zombies come out of nowhere and grab the guy that was tied up who has the shotgun now. And he blows away one of the guys that was just a normal guy. And the zombies jump on him and just start chewing him up to bits. And they all start running away, and they're all surrounding the guy that got shot that you jumped very well, I might say. The poor man's James Corden. So James Corden, if you're listening, there's a guy that's a poor man version of you in Cockneys vs. Zombies. Yeah. And that's pretty much where it ended. You know, it's just as funny. You said about the where did he get the grenade from? Yeah. Since our place. I don't know why we haven't had this film made. Maybe we can make it. Okay. Like, zombie film. Uh huh. But Middle East American military, Fallujah zombies, ISIS zombies. Zombie ISIS. Imagine, just when they thought they cleared ISIS, the zombies rise. They came back. From the streets of Syria. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the level It starts of... with a phone call on the phone to Trump. He's like, we're done. We're done with ISIS. They're all gone. And then someone's like, Mr. President, what about all that experimental... Uh, experimental... Uh, radiation fluid that we were dumping in Syria, like, uh, with the oil. And he's like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then that... The Let me tell you something. Like a, it's fine. It's not a problem. I'm going to open a casino. It'll be great. It'll be the biggest casino ever. It'll be yes. bigger than the Taj Mahal. We'll call it the Don Mahal. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the level of offense that the Islamic oh. world would take to that movie. I think it would be, but specifically ISIS. Not just all, you know, people in Islam. But what's so good about it is you could then have a... Like getting a band back together style Blues Brothers, you know, thing where in order to defeat the ISIS zombies, you need to recruit all the big baddies of the world. You get Kim Jong Un in on it. <laughs> you get you get them all. You get all the dictators. You get them all together to try and take down the ISIS zombies. And if you look at what Trump's doing now, it almost looks like maybe he's doing Dude, that. He's building his it's, team. It's Putin. brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I'm loving this idea so far. So the movie will be called ISIS with a Z at the end, right? ISIS. Nicholas Cage is Donald Trump. I feel like Nicholas Cage can just be Nicholas Cage. Well, you know, you know who Nicholas Cage is. Nicholas Cage is 
Oh, Nicholas Gage is Jeff Winsome, a highly decorated Navy SEAL commander that leads the counterforce that's following the president around on tour. Okay? Donald Trump plays himself, because we just have to give him like a bag of Adderall and just tell him to repeat the lines and he'll do it, you know? And we'll just keep telling him, look, there's women in that other tent. We'll get to them later. You know, that's it. Kim Jong-un will be played by Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll get funny. Jackie Chan? Yeah, Alright, we'll get, we'll get Jackie Chan to play Kim Jong-un. And Putin will be played by Gerard Depardieu. What do you think? That's good. That's a good pick? Yeah, that's alright. Or Stanley Tucci, one of those two. But I have too much respect for Stanley Tucci. I wouldn't cast him in this movie. I'm trying to think who else would be. I, I feel like it would be not. I feel like you could have one of Trump's children. I feel like Eric is a zombie and no one notices. <laughs> and, and it ruins the movie. Yes, yeah. that's perfect. It's just like Eric, just settle down again. Uh. And, and no one knows where the zombie thing started, yeah. and they work their way back at the end, and it's Eric. Absolutely, totally. Yes. Oh, this is gold. The first to die is Jared. He sends Jared to sort it out because he's his first. This is gold, dude. Yeah. We're totally making this movie. Yeah. I'm gonna call Tromoville. You know who Tromoville is? Those are the guys that made the um, to Toxic Avenger movies. Uh, okay. I should call them and be like, let's make this movie. Yeah. I, I, dude, this will work. It would. It would. It would be a total great movie. Jared Butler could have a role. We could get Jared Butler involved. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Butler would be Putin. Jerry could, that's it. Jared Butler could play Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Saves the day. Jared Butler is Mayor Pete. I'm <laughs> <And, laughs> through with all of this bullshit. And, and we have Mike Tyson. Okay, as, if you've got a problem with it. Mike Tyson as Cory Booker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Mike Tyson as Cory Booker. And let's see who else. Oh, we gotta fill this now with all the stars. Oh yeah. Um, oh no, better yet, forget Jackie Chan. That's too high of a star. We get Steven Seagal to play Kim Jong Un. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's good. Kim Jong Un played by Steven Seagal. And oh man, who to play? I get Christopher Lloyd can play Bernie Sanders. I think he'd be a good Bernie Sanders. Okay. All right. Who else? Who else do we need? Uh, oh, Kevin Costner can play Mike Pence. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but that, that, that's too high a name, also. Who can we get to play Mike Pence? I'm thinking of like, like John Slattery. He always plays the whitehead man. John Slattery from Mad Men. True, yeah, He's yeah. He's like the only man in this Hollywood who can have white hair. That's true. And Steve Martin. Yeah, right, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Perfect. Steve Martin can be Mike Pence. That's right. He's just like. Everyone loves him, and he's just like he lights up the room. And then at the end of just as everyone loves him, he just like drops a gay bomb. And it's just yes, like, and it's like oh. And then now I have a Putin then, Martin Short. Martin Short, <laughs> <laughs> Martin Short is Putin. Yeah. This has turned out to be a great movie. I gotta yeah. write this shit down. <laughs> so we have Martin Short would do a great movie. So did we pick who's is Trump playing himself? Did we say Trump's playing himself? No, we need somebody to play Trump. I mean, you could probably get Alan Baldwin to do it. I guess do it. he probably would. But I'm trying to think. Actually, what would be even better? Don't get Alan Baldwin. Get like Billy Baldwin. No. Get another Baldwin. No, you know who we get to play Trump? Ric Flair. <laughs> oh my God. Ric Flair 
Blair is Trump, Steve Martin is Mike Pence, Martin Short is Putin, Steven Seagal is Kim Jong-un. Who else do we need? We need some high political figure. Oh, if we could get Tracy Ullman to be Theresa May, that would be awesome. And you know who has to direct this fiasco? John Waters. Okay. He'd pull it together. I think he'd pull it together. So what do we call, so what do we call it? ISIS comes back with a Z? No. What do we call the movie? Operation ISIS? Too schlocky? Yeah. Okay. There's something missing there. I don't know what it is. Something with a Z. World War ISIS? No. Uh, you know, there's nothing better than, a, than listening to a podcast of two people trying to think of something. <laughs> and just sit around going, ah, ah, ah. Oh, God. Speaking of podcasts, I forgot to mention, and I'd like everybody to pay attention to this, if you can hear this. We have been nominated for the Podcast People's Choice Awards. We are in the comedy category, but I think we should probably be more in the entertainment category. But we're in the comedy category, so please, listeners, if you hear this, go out there, vote for us at the Podcast Choice Awards. We're going to put up the link on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Okay. So vote for us, support us, tell them, tell everybody we're so good at our quality programming, especially the background sound. It's so oh, it's good perfect. on this show. It's yeah. so good on this show. If you want this movie to happen. Yeah, oh, especially if you, you want this to movie to happen. This. Especially if you want this movie to happen. Yes. So, so in the movie, the, the, the guy in the suit business. We should shoot the trailer. I think we got it already. I think we can totally shoot the trailer. Yeah. We, dude, we should totally shoot the trailer. I think we could totally shoot the trailer. So, um, we come back to our movie, Coffee's for the Zombies. Everyone is back in the warehouse surrounding poor man James Gordon because he's been shot by the dude that just got eaten by the zombies. And that's pretty much where our 20 minutes ends. Yeah. I have to say, in terms of watching these shows for 20 minutes or whatever, this was very entertaining. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It started off with a bang. It ended more or less with a bang because the guy's head blew up with a hand grenade. Yeah. So what do we think is going on here? But before we do that, <clears throat> why don't we uh, give our grades for our beers, yeah? Ah. Shall we go with the Einstein first? Since yeah. we drank it first? Yeah. Um, I'll go first. It was a great ale, although it tastes and looks a lot more like a lager. Though easy to drink, even though it's 5.6. Yeah. Tons of flavor. Um, you wouldn't think a 5.6 is considered a summer beer, but I drink, and again, our standard is, if you were at a barbecue and that's all they had, I'd be more than happy with that. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd give I'd give Einstock a 3.9. I was gonna say exactly the same, I was gonna say 3.9. I really, for what it was, it was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Sometimes I find that Paleo's can be a little bit like, and like, pale. Yeah, but, yeah. But it, you know, I was, I was happy the way it was in two pale. Because we had the choice between the pale ale and the white ale. Right. Of the orange stock. We yep. went for the pale because I was like, well, white ale sometimes for me, sometimes can be a little bit like 
too too weedy. Too weedy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was good. It was crisp. It was crisp. Yeah, very yeah, yeah, much so. Yeah. Yeah, I like so. so Three nine as well. Okay. And what about Young's uh, double chocolate stout? This is a confusing one because, as far as you know, like as far as what it should, be, it's almost the opposite because. As far as what it should be, yeah. as far as a stout, or as far as chocolate stout, it doesn't seem to be like that at all, really. It doesn't seem to reach to either potential. No, it's very strange. But just, just a beer to drink. Yes. You know, I, I, it's nice. I, you know, it's a nice beer. It's, it, yes. It's kind of homely. It's nice to drink something very, it tastes very like British ales. Right. Um, one of the funny giveaways is the fact that, I didn't even think about it at the time, but it would have been refrigerated to a standard that it would not have been in, in England. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you would have gotten that room temperature. Yeah, room te lucky it is now, I have now. Right, right, right. Think, this is what it would have been straight from the tap. Right. Um, so... Like 59 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just because, you know, the flavor and stuff, it, it comes through more and like, you know, Everything tastes the same as too cold. Right. But, um, but yeah, no, I think it's all right. No, it's, it's not too bad. I, uh, if this was in England, so it was, it would be cheaper. And I'd have a few of them. I, I mean, I see there's no more here. Yeah, nine dollars here. Like, yeah, it's not a nine dollar beer. <laughs> right. Because that's a four quid beer. Five quid beer. This is a three pound pint. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd give it a 3.5. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I'm there with you. This is, and again, these, that doesn't mean it's a bad beer, 3.5, by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Like we said, our, our scale is constantly evolving. Yeah. Because of like what you taste and what you like more and all that. This is a perfectly serviceable beer. If somebody gives me a beer like this, I'm not upset in the least. No. This is a nice beer. It's like very nice, like you said. It's got a lot of flavor. Um, in terms of stouts, in terms of double chocolate stouts, it doesn't really live up to its potential on either of those. Yeah. But it is, this is a decent drinkable beer. And I was a little bit wary when we decided to get it because I'm like, oh, we're getting a stout in like July in New York City. That's probably not the best thing to get. But this isn't, I mean, this is a fine beer to drink in the summer. This isn't heavy. It's light, it has some flavor, It's, but again, in terms of what it is, it's a little bit lacking, and I, I, I'm with you on this one also. I, I, I give this a 3.5. Yeah. A 3.5. I mean, I'll drink it. I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll drink just, another one. <laughs> you what, realistically, if this was about a few and I, for whatever reason, these are, I would drink, I'd probably, realistically, I'd probably drink two of these, right. and then go looking for another beer for the third, right. and then... If I couldn't find one, I'd just sell. I'd be like, okay then. Okay then, yes. I'd probably be looking by the third. Yes, exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's that, that's that. Slightly better than average, because you will have two in a row. Yeah. But... I will go out of my way. If I'm sitting at a comfortable table with good company, I will actively get up yes. for the third beer to look for another beer. To look for another beer. But, whereas other beers... I might just sit and stay drinking that. Yes. Like, yeah, this is fine. I don't need to go. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely right. You're, you're right. That, that's a good call. All right. And then for for what's going on here, what is going on here? 
you want to go first or should I go first and talk these versus zombies? Well, I think it's like, I think it's, uh, I think the, the whole thing uh -huh. is probably, this sounds a more serious than a lot of my uh, things. I think there is a, a big element of, I mean, it's a comedy, it's been made as a comedy. Right. You could very, very, very easily work this as a kind of dark satire right. on immigration in the UK. Okay. Specifically because, because the irony of this is that zombies uh -huh. are almost more commonplace in our culture today than cockneys are. Cockneys <laughs> don't really exist anymore. This is true. They've disappeared. This is true. Right. Zombies are getting very popular this is all true. over the world. This is true. Cockneys are kind of a, a one staple of the, like, you know, Everyday English whatever. social strata, right? They're now kind of gone. Yeah. I mean, the guy who plays Bricks Off, that dude, he's Cockney. Yeah, but, but he's like he's 60 years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. The true Cockneys. Yes. After him, it's all sort of faking. Right. It's not really real. Right. Like, because, and unfortunately, in like, you know, that area of London, and I'm very near. England's a lot smaller than the US, right? So it's it, you know the boundaries are different. Right. Where I'm from uh -huh. is the equivalent, probably, of being from like you know like the Bronx to like JFK or something. Right, right, right. So like JFK is like East End Cockneyville, and I'm from the Bronx. Okay. Like so, it's close enough. Right. But. It doesn't really exist anymore. In England now, East London, is as it was when Cockneys were there. Yeah. Is a is a lower, it's a, a working class environment. It's a huge population of first generation immigrants. Right. And it's always sort of been there. Right. It was for a while, and it shifted. You know, back in the day, it was the Irish, the Polish. Sure. And then it shifted, and then came the Indians, and now it's. It's whatever. So now it's just full of first generation immigrants. Right. And the companies have just kind of disappeared. Right. And that, you wonder where Brexit came from and all the rest of that. It comes from that. The, the working class, uneducated masses, the right. stereotypical companies, right. the old people that voted for Brexit, because unequivocally it was the older generation that voted for it. Right. But there's so many more old people than there are young people in our world now. They look around and they see this. And they're scared of it, almost like a zombie fucking invasion. Right. They're not out. Yes. And that's what they're voting for. Yes. So in a way, and I don't think they intended it, you could very much play that movie now as a sort of social commentary. A social commentary satire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Wow. You went the straight track this time. So I would have said, so you know, if I was on a serious show now, right. I would just say, you want to know how we go to Brexit? You watched Cockneys versus Zombies. Yes. Made ten years ago. Yes. They predicted it then. Yes. That's what it was. Yes. Yes. And also, I think there is a Cockney Zombie sex school working underneath. And also, that is the biggest part of Brexit, if you ask me. Yes. Which you are. And I think they're also the main thing driving Brexit. And also the wall yes. over in this country. Yes. It's a sex school network. Yes. Uh, well, you know what? Quite frankly, I was going to say it's a sex school. And I'll yeah. tell you why I thought it was a sex okay. school. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of young people that are trying to bring Viagra to the old people in the old person's house so they could get it on. 
Because if you saw, the numbers were uneven. It was three old men and two old ladies, and that's why they were so desperate to save the lady in the lawn chair. And then they could get a whole three-on-three, one-on-one, two-two, mix it up. There's a lot of combinations with six grown people. I would be fascinated on a slight tangent, but say I'd be fascinated to see a social documentary uh-huh. where almost like the Stanford experiment with the whole prison thing about you know the guards and the, how like you do social experiments within a, you know social construct. Right, right, right. You take an old people's home where these people are firmly within their regime as retired old people. They've been living in this facility for five, ten years, perhaps. Right. They're all older. Right. And then you introduce Viagra for the first time. These people never had Viagra. You introduce it, whole thing flips crazy. That, but that already happened in the US, you don't know that? No, that when Viagra came out within six months, the highest growing population that got HIV, <laughs> this is, dude, not a joke, yes. was the elderly. Oh my God. Like, like a year or two after Viagra came out, ages, 50 and up were the highest uh, 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 rate of contracting HIV. Well, yeah, but what, how did they get HIV from in the first place? Because, because now they can get boners. Old guys are getting like prostitutes. Well, these are old prostitutes, I guess. I was thinking, this is getting darker and darker. <laughs> I was, this first thing I thought I said that, and it sounds bad. Now, I don't mean it in a bad way, but it's just what I thought. Is on like an aging queen with Alzheimer's. It's <laughs> just just taking anything that comes. Has totally forgotten his sexual preference. Right. And then you're like, well, there you go. No. Uh, yeah, no prostitutes. Wow. Just, I mean, now you get a boner. Yeah. I mean, it was. It, but this, you have the guys that otherwise would have been the beta in the old people's home community suddenly become the alpha. Old Willie in the back is Big Willie. That's right. You damn skippy is Big Willie. And he's like, oh, no, I will not be giving up my chair today, Jonathan. <laughs> right. I mean, you just take a look at this. And they're like, Ooh. Right. And I'll say, I remember I was driving home from work when Viagra got approved and it came on the radio. And I remember thinking, because shortly before that, it came on the radio, it came on the TV, it came, it came on, on the, the newspaper, it came on the chess set, it came on the, set, <laughs> came on the fridge. Yeah, no, um, about a maybe a six months to a year before Viagra came out, Hugh Hefner got married and settled down, quote unquote. Okay, and this was the second quote-unquote forever wife because he had a daughter from way back when so he got married and he retired the playboy mansion was closed to parties etc etc viagra came out and the first thing out of my mouth and now of course no one can verify this because i was in the car alone driving home from work the first thing i said to myself and i said it out loud too i said i laughed and i said watch hugh hefner open the playboy mansion and I kid you not, by the end of the week, the Playboy Mansion was open. And he filed for divorce. Oh, yeah. Literally. It was just like, it was so transparent that it, it was just like comical. It's one of these things that, and, and I mean, a lot of it is the discourse with the, especially the current American political climate. How is it that it's so blatant and nobody's acknowledging it? But that's what it is. But, you could argue that... 
without Viagra, you wouldn't have a President Trump. You wouldn't. No. No, you wouldn't. You're yeah. probably right. You're absolutely right. I guarantee. In fact, there's a for you time machine building motherfuckers. Yeah. Go back and destroy Viagra. That's all I'm gonna say. All these aging, all these aging bricks yeah. will just be back in their country homes where they belong. Yep. Playing, just watching reruns yep. of Golden Girls. <laughs> if they can't get up themselves, they shouldn't bother. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Now, on that happy note, yep. to our UK listeners. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, that was episode 65. We hope you guys can make sense of this episode because it's really loud in here. It got a lot louder, a lot quicker. Well, you know what it is? It's happy hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we came in here and it was empty. Yeah. And now it's jam-packed in here. Yeah. So, all right, folks. Well, that's it from us, episode 65. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember to go and vote for us. Follow the links on our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter. Talk to you guys next time. Yeah.